3: All right, here we go. It is a Friday afternoon, free for all Friday. We have made it to the weekend, and this is not just any weekend. This is the weekend before Mardi Gras. It is crazy. In fact, I just walked in the studio just now. I'm usually here early. I'm stuck in traffic, just like so many of you right now I'm stuck in traffic it is a mess everybody's moving around everywhere and more parades are tonight the weather is going to be sensational we've got a lot to talk about but since it's free for all friday we're not going to make it serious this afternoon but a few things to deal with that are a little bit serious early in the show all right right now reach over there and crank it up because this is what you have been working for yeah, and this is one of those weekends where some people will be going off the deep end. Hey, we, we hope that doesn't happen to you. And as much as we talk about fun and frivolity on the show, it, you know, this is also a time to be responsible. And I'm going to remind you that, that every hangover is 100% preventable. And the, the older you get, the longer it takes to get over a hangover. Fortunately, I don't remember the last time I had a hangover, and I feel really good about that, and I'm not about to start getting those again. So, look, you can drink. You can have fun. Just pace yourself. Um, You know, if you start slamming them down early and you keep them coming, you reach a point of what is known in management as a point of diminishing returns where the next one doesn't necessarily make you feel better. In fact, the next one only makes you feel worse. And then you start uh, start drinking just to get. Hopefully, that you get back to the feeling you had when you when you first started. So anyway, I don't I don't want to sound like a lecturer. I just want to be somebody to remind you that it's okay to kind of pace yourself. You know, have a drink or two, get a little buzz. Uh, don't drive, of course, but it, you know if you're out, you have a drink or two, you get a little buzz and then uh, have a water or have have something something in between. All right. Uh, there is so much going on this weekend. I mean, Bacchus Bash is happening on Sunday and the Top Cats and uh, so many others are part of that. We'll be talking about that. Cowboy Mouth is uh, performing at House of Blues Monday, Lundy Raw. Saw a billboard coming in for a Cowboy Mouth at House of Blues. And look, Cowboy Mouth has got a lot of new music out. So if you haven't seen these guys, you haven't seen Fred and these guys in a long time, you haven't seen Cowboy Mouth. They still personify the image of Mardi Gras, and House of Blues, Lundy Gras is going to be the ultimate place to see Cowboy Mouth. So I hope you get a chance to go out and experiencing that, because it is indeed an experience. And if you've got people in town from out of town, if they've never seen Cowboy Mouth, get them over to the show. Because it really is a, it's a treat anytime, but it is especially uh, a Mardi Gras treat. Also, uh, Sting is going to be performing at the Endymion uh, Extravaganza. Uh, Groovy 7 is part of that. The Mix Nuts are part of that. Uh, The Wise Guys are are part of that as well. And then for the Bacchus Ball, 2024, Chicago. Now, we're expecting a call from Robert Lamb, one of the original members of Chicago. He's uh, been there from the beginning. And Robert Lamb is a true rock icon. And I've had several several conversations with him, and they're they they, they, they they're great conversations. So uh, we're hoping to talk to Robert Lamb again at about 210 uh, this afternoon. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. Ian Hoke is our senior producer. He's in the, uh, the studio at the controls. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to you, too, as well. Hey, how are you? Because you you walked in the Muse Parade last night with the butterfly puppet.
4: I'm a broken human being. You are? I uh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating quite a bit, but uh, I, I'm feeling better now. I'm feeling better today. It's amazing what a couple cups of tea and, you know, yeah. six or seven ibuprofen will do. But last <laughs> night, man, you had to peel me off of the pavement. I tell you what, I had such a fun, fun time. Walking down St. Charles Avenue and Jefferson and magazine and Napoleon and Canal Street and everybody, a bunch of people said hello. Debbie and Stacy and Wendy and Rob and lots of people that listen to the show ran up and said hello. And, you know, how's it going? Happy Mardi Gras and all that. Um, And that felt amazing. You know, there's really nothing quite like being smiled at by a quarter million people. You're right.
3: There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And parades are absolutely exhausting, not only physically, but uh, parades. Being in a parade drains you emotionally. And it's just it's uh, it, it, it's trying to satisfy everybody who's who's looking at you and asking for something. And you try to get something to everybody and you just you just can't do it. But the weather was great last night, and I know everybody uh, had a good time, and uh, more of the parades are continuing tonight. Of course, we've got the, the full schedule on our website, com. And I remind you that we're going to be live on the air Mardi Gras Day from 2020 St. Charles. There's a balcony at 2020 St. Charles. It's New Orleans and Company. And we're going to be broadcasting live starting at 8 o'clock with Tommy Tucker and uh, Linda Cassidy from uh, Magic 101.9. And then from, uh, from uh, 10 to 2, uh, Newell and I are going to take it. Yeah, Newell and I are going to do a, do a show together, Mardi Gras Day, and that <laughs> is, is, is going to be fun. And I think, you know, I, I think the, the great example of Newell and I, and, and, you know, Newell and I agree on a lot of things, but it's obvious that we don't agree on everything. And one of the great things about this radio station, WWL, is um, it, it's, it's built on the idea that uh, your opinions are, are your opinions. And and everybody doesn't have to have to have the same opinions. And, you know, I I can't I I can't imagine listening to another radio station where everybody on the station has the same damn opinion. And you know what everybody's going to say. And, you know, their perspective on every political and every social controversy. To me, that's boring. And you listen to WWL and it's all over the place. And you know, you tune into our show, and you're going to hear different things than you hear when you tune into Newell's show or Tommy's show or sports talk in the in the afternoon. So, you know, it really is. Uh, it's so much fun to do the show. And Ian, you know, the people who mm-hmm. do call and complain, the people who do send text messages or go on my social media and yeah. and, and say ugly things, yeah, they're. Uh, they're a, a very small number compared to the rest of the audience, and, that's right. and we just always need to rem- remember that. And I, when when you talked about uh, people coming up to you last night in in the parade, that that's the time when you really remember it. When you see people who who, who care, and that represents just so much of so much of our audience. And I would think also that our show is is going to be very interesting uh, this year in particular because as you know, uh, you know, I've got problems with Donald Trump. I've got problems with him as a, as a person, as a, as, a, as a human being. He did some good things as, as, as president, but I've got a problem with what he attempted to do January the 6th and, and leading up to that. I have a problem with somebody who is a sitting president who wants to steal the election from the voters of America. Not every American has that problem. I have that problem, but my problem with Donald Trump It's not a problem with conservatives. It's not a problem with Republicans. It's a problem with Donald Trump. And I I honestly believe that that you do not have to kiss the ring of Donald Trump in order to call yourself a Republican or a conservative. And I describe myself. I'm an independent. I'm registered independent. I describe myself as a radical moderate. Very opinionated on a lot of things. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle because it's not that I don't have opinions. I've got strong opinions, but sometimes my opinions are liberal, sometimes they're, they're conservative. And so uh, if, if Donald Trump ends up being the next president, uh, this is the show where you're going to get some conflict and, and there's not going to be a lot of, you know, oh, he's great or he, oh, that's wonderful. I, I mean, you can get that in so many different places. But honestly, that's not uh, who I am. And I don't see it that way. And I was a registered Republican for much, much of my life and uh, voted Republican much of my life. I didn't change. The Republican Party changed because of right wing radicals. And so, um, you know, here we are. But we do have the freedom to express our opinions. And what I do on this show is no different from what Sean Hannity does on his show. Uh, The opinions are different. The logic is different, the perspectives are different, but it's the same, it's essentially the the, the same thing. Um, We just express opinions, and we are supported by the Constitution. And if you're not happy with the Constitution, if that's not a thing that you wanna support, if you really don't like America, you don't have to be here. Now, there's that train of thought, you can leave, or you can stay and try and change it to the way you want it. But right now, it looks like Donald Trump is destined to be in a runoff with Joe Biden. And, you know, we, we got the breaking news yesterday about uh, Joe Biden and the uh, investigation. And there are no criminal charges, but there was something involving uh, classified documents. And, and that's not good. And this business about Joe Biden can't remember stuff? Joe, dude, this is not good. This is bad. You know, you, you you mistake Egypt for for Mexico and and some things you just you can't remember. You know, it, you got to remember stuff. And, and, and being mentally acute is very important to the president of the United States. Now, honestly, we're going to get into this a little bit in the beginning of the show, but we're not going to talk about this as much as we will after Mardi Gras. This is the carnival season in New Orleans and our job is to relate to the audience and we're relating to to the audience these stories about about Joe Biden are not going to go away they're going to still be there after Mardi Gras and you can trust that we will be talking about him okay let's go to Ian and see what text messages have been coming in so far. Uh,
4: Yesterday and again today, some people are asking to see uh, the photos from last night. The costume I was wearing, I was wearing a caterpillar costume and holding a gigantic butterfly. If you want to see my costume, send in a text message. I'll send you back a link to a small photo album and you can review the photos and maybe we'll put them on your Facebook later. I don't know. It's your Facebook, so you can do that. But I'll I'll, I'll send you a link uh, to some of the photos of me in the costume last night. If you're interested in that, just hit me up on the uh, Oakenheart Jewelers talking text line here. Now to the real meat of it. Uh, James and Harvey is listening today and says Ian even broken, you represent manhood better than most and you probably have better legs too than Scoot.
3: <laughs> so what? Now we're going to get Don't into licking against each other like that? You know, we're not we're not competitive in that way and I, I you know, I mean <laughs> Ian's got nice looking legs. I mean, that's yeah, not—it's not gay to say that. Is work it? hard on these legs. No. I mean, that doesn't—it doesn't—it uh, doesn't mean I'm gay. I'll I mean, skip leg day. It doesn't help, but it doesn't
4: mean I'm gay <laughs> if I tell you you got nice looking legs. Hey man, but, man this I mean, guy I work with—what a pair of gams he's got! You I mean, I—I'm
3: not afraid of uh, showing my legs. They're—they're they're on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page from
4: uh, the
3: last time we were at, at Logo Express, and I, I
4: modeled a skirt. Uh, Here's a text that says, it sure sounds like you have a problem with all conservatives, not just Trump.
3: Well, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And if you listen carefully, uh, maybe you don't want to hear the truth. But if you listen carefully, I talk about a lot of Republicans that are good Republicans. I talk about the Republicans in Kansas that I think did the right thing by voting for abortion rights. Those were Republicans that did that. I talked about some of my favorite Republicans, um, Adam Kinzinger, um, Liz Cheney. I, I know a lot of people hate her, but I think Liz Cheney represents conservative ideology a lot better than Donald Trump. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what happened to the Republican Party. And if you really listen carefully, it seems like I'm kind of on a mission to help save the party from itself.
4: Yeah. It, it, if, if there's people that support Donald Trump that feel like you're attacking them when you criticize former President Trump, it's because they're, they're so enthralled to him, they idolize him so much that any comment about him feels like a personal attack against them. And you said it, Scoot, that is not your problem, man. Whatever yeah. candidate you or I support, if somebody says something mean about them, okay, we're all here to do what we're all here to do, live your life. I'm not going to go home and cry into my beer about it and take it as a personal attack against me. That's not my problem, man. That's
3: the key. And we talked about that this week on the show. When there was a survey out, I think it was 84% of Americans say that the discussion of politics has gotten really ugly and hateful in America. Of course it has. And we hear that on this show every day. But why is it so damn hateful? If, if, I, if I express an opinion, that's different from yours. Why do some of you hate me? And I, I, I see it in your post. And yet, you know, some of you criticize me physically. I look at some of these, these pictures of the people who criticize me personally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether you have a mirror or not. Mm. But I don't think you should be so quick to criticize everybody. So, um, I, you know, this is just about, this is talk radio. It's about sharing opinions. And what is fascinating to me is that there are people who have said you should not be so biased. You should not be so slanted. You should, you, you should be objective. But they don't say that of Sean Hannity. They don't say that of the, the thousands of conservative talk show hosts around the country. Why? Why can you only be one way? That is not American. It is un-American to not understand that we can have differing opinions. And we shouldn't hate
4: each other just because we, have, because we have differing opinions. Sometimes when people hear a different opinion, it asks too much of them. It bakes it their does. little noodle. And they feel, they feel bad and sad that they can't hold two different thoughts in their head at the same time. So they lash out and say, well, you shouldn't have said that because it made me think too hard and I'm not interested right. in thinking.
3: And it's so easy to put everybody in the same group. If you say anything negative about Trump, then you hate all Republicans and all conservatives. Well, we know that that's not true. We know that when I talk about conservatives and Republicans and Donald Trump, I'm not criticizing everybody.
4: When Scoot on the air talks about the illegal, immoral, divisive, and destructive activities and conspiracy theories of ultra-right-wing radicals, Scoot is not referring to all Republicans or all conservatives, just those insurrectionist MAGA cultists who refuse to accept responsibility for their mistakes, see the truth, or listen to reason. If you or someone you know is suffering from MAGA addiction, please call 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870, weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Please vote responsibly. And so let's just uh, move on with the show. Just to butter both sides of the bread, here's a text that says, Hey, Trump called Nikki Haley Nancy Pelosi, but he's not forgetting... Things? Well, you know, Trump
3: has forgotten things, too.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: in fact, there was a, a comment uh, yesterday in the, in the news that uh, Jesse Waters on Fox News uh, forgot, the, <laughs> forgot the state of the governor hilarious. he was talking
4: to. Nice job. And it, was, it
3: was the governor of uh, North Dakota. Yeah. yeah it was and and he, he forgot the state. You know, look, you're live television. You're, you're on live radio and, you, and uh, you're standing up at a podium live and you forget something. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm starting to have a problem with Joe Biden acting like he's forgetting too many things. I'm having a problem with Joe Biden acting like he, he might have an issue in terms of remembering things. I know he's got people around him, but we can't have a president of the United States who can't remember stuff and might make a huge mistake because he can't remember.
4: I'll leave you with this one. Hey, man, I do appreciate your show, but just now you said everybody has an opinion but a lot of times you act like your opinion is fact, but it's really your opinion. Please stop doing that. I do not agree with you most of the time. I guess I'm a right-wing radical, although I am black. I still enjoy your show.
3: Yeah, well, you know, uh, being a right-wing radical, that uh, is uh, something that transcends uh, racial boundaries. Uh, You could be a black right-wing radical and uh, you could be a a black uh, left-wing liberal. I mean, again, we're we're not talking about skin color here. So, um, sure, um, and and I I present things just the same way Sean Hannity presents things. It's, um, you know, it's talk radio. Um, I present things based on information that I have. And some of the opinions that I have have talked about on the show are based on facts. Some people don't want to recognize those facts. Now, your opinion about the facts might be different, but we need to remember that the facts are the facts. You can have a different opinion about it, but we need to recognize that the facts are the facts. And one basic fact is Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. Now, I base opinions... Based on that. Now, if you don't want to accept that, that's on you. If you want to join us with a comment, the Oakenard Jewelers Talking Text Line 504 260 1870. All right, where were you on this night, February the 9th, 1964? Where were you? I was in the den in my home in Metairie with my parents, and I saw the Beatles for the first time. This is the day the Beatles first appeared on American television and Beatlemania was, was, was born. The number one song on the charts was I want to hold uh, I want to hold your hand, but this was one of the five songs they played on Ed Sullivan that night. 73 million Americans tuned in. And I'm I'm going to look up the population in uh, 1964, but 73 million then was a greater portion of the country than 73 million today. It was quite a phenomenon. All right. Later in the show, we're going to talk to um, a dancing group, and the name of the dancing group is Bad Moms the Dance, and it's uh, <laughs> sort of a female version of the 610 Stompers, so that's going to be uh, coming up. Also, we're expecting a phone call from Robert Lamb of Chicago. They're performing at the Bacchus Ball this year, and I just, I've just i had several conversations with Robert, and he's just uh, such a rock icon that I enjoy a uh, I enjoy uh, talking to him uh, whenever I get the chance. So uh, hopefully that'll come up just after uh, two o'clock. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. It is uh, free for all Friday, and we're heading into the big weekend before Mardi Gras. Uh, The Justice Department says that Joe Biden willfully kept and disclosed classified material while he was a private citizen.
5: The documents were found in a cardboard box in his Delaware garage, in his basement, and elsewhere. It's a hard assessment of his handling of sensitive material, but it also clears the president of any criminal wrongdoing.
6: The special counsel in my case decided against moving forward with any charges. This matter is now
5: closed. The president at a Democratic retreat, saying he cooperated fully with the year-long probe. It's separate from the one charging Donald Trump with illegally hoarding top-secret records at his Florida estate. Biden's probe likely blunts his efforts to hammer Trump for his as they move toward a likely November showdown. Trump says this is a 2 tier justice system, and Biden's case was far more severe than his. Sagar Magani, Washington.
3: Well, that's an opinion, because there are other uh, people who know about this stuff, and they say that uh, Trump's case is a lot more severe. But you know what? The point is, who the hell can you trust these days? I mean, who can you trust? Do they all do the same thing? And, and what an embarrassment for, for America. President Biden is um, saying that there's there's no way that he or anybody in his orbit shared that classified information. Uh, that is uh, what the special counsel says um, has got it. Well, this is what the special counsel has has concluded. I did not share classified information. I did not share it with, with, with my ghostwriter. I did not guarantee you did not. All right. So uh, again, I mean, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed when these politicians make these kinds of, of mistakes. White House Press Secretary Karen Jean-Pierre says uh, more attention should be paid to Biden's accomplishments, not his gaffes.
0: His leadership, his experience, I believe, we believe speaks for itself. And I think that's what is important. And I and I hope that the American people see that.
3: Well, you know, shame on the White House. Shame on Biden. Shame on the Biden campaign. Shame on the Democrat Party, because I I think they have just uh, failed in in showing off Joe Biden's accomplishments. They have you know, allowed his gaffes to get more attention. And look, when you're president of the United States, you know, when you make a mistake, that's going to be noticed more than if you do something right. I mean, that's human nature. And that's the way it's always going to be. Meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump is on the march uh, to the Republican nomination, and he uh, continues to steamroll everyone in the uh, Nevada caucuses.
0: The former president was the only major candidate to participate in the GOP caucuses, and he wins most, if not all, of the state's 26 delegates. I sort of
6: knew who was going to win. to get 98 percent. We wanted to get over 80
0: and we got 98. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley did not participate in the caucuses, blaming what she said was an unfair process that favored Trump. And Trump Thursday night made a dig at Haley, who on Tuesday got fewer votes than the none of the above category in Nevada's Republican primary. I'd like to congratulate none of the above. So far, Trump has won Nevada, Iowa, and New Hampshire, and the GOP race now pivots to Haley's home state of South Carolina, which will have its primary on February 24th. I'm Donna Warder.
3: If the polls are accurate, it doesn't look like uh, Nikki Haley's going to do well in her own state, and, you know, that just pretty much says a lot about... Uh, president trump uh, in all probability being the republican nominee i i don't see anything that's going to stop him at this point you know maybe he doesn't end up on the ballot but you know the supreme court will decide on that and we'll be talking about that uh, after the carnival season we're, we're getting all this serious stuff uh, out of the way because you know I, we're in carnival mode and i want to i want to get back to that as uh, as soon as we can but there are some things that we do have to uh to cover and as i said at the opening of the show even mentioned it yesterday uh please remember that we are going to deal with this information out about Joe Biden. And we're going to talk about Joe Biden's um, mental capacity and some of the, the basic things that he is forgetting. Uh, This is carnival season in this area. We are relating to the audience, relating to our city. Uh, Mardi Gras season is a time to forget about a lot of the things that that, that stress us out. So in the spirit of all of that, we are, too, going to focus on carnival and Mardi Gras for the next couple of days. But those stories are not going to go away. And trust that we'll be talking about them uh, after the Mardi Gras season is over. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okunard Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. If you're on hold, hang on. Your calls are coming. Coming up. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar today, we wish a happy birthday to Carol King. Carol King, 82 years old today. Carol King, great singer. Her, her album Tapestry for Baby Boomers is just one of the iconic albums of, of our lifetime. But Carol King and her songwriting partner, her husband, Jerry Goffin, they wrote a lot of songs. So I'm going to play a few of the songs that they're famous for having written. Well, maybe you don't know that they wrote these songs, but Carole King and her husband wrote this song. It was a big hit for the Shirelles, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow. And uh, coming out of this break, we'll play another song that was written by Carole King. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. We are celebrating the uh, 82nd birthday of Carol King. Uh, and I, I'm just talking about some of the songs that she wrote that were really popular songs that you may not know about. Uh, well, You'll Still Love Me Tomorrow by the Shirelles. She wrote that song. She wrote this song for the singer Little Eva. Little Eva was her babysitter. And she wrote this song for her babysitter. The Locomotion went on to be a huge hit. We'll do another song that Carol King wrote uh, going into the next break. i have screwed on the air. Larry Rowling is St. Tammany Parish official, and he joins us on WWL to talk about the big St. Tammany Lundi Gras celebration going on. Larry, good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon, Scoo. Good afternoon, New Orleans, because it's going to be a great weekend and a great Mardi Gras. It's right around the corner.
3: It's, uh, yeah, it's about here. So, uh, so tell us about this uh, Lundi Gras celebration Monday in St. Tammany Parish.
7: Yes, yes, it is a rebirth of this event. It actually happened in the late eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds where the city of Covington had a lundi Gras celebration they were in, they were partying in the streets of Covington back then, and the King of carnival of Covington arrived on a riverboat on the Cru Bogafalia River and was welcomed by the mayor and they actually Partied all the way down to the historic Southern Hotel in downtown Covington, where the mayor did a proclamation and toasted the king and gave him the keys of the city till Mardi Gras Day. So we are actually rebirthing this event. The last time it happened was in the early 1900s. So it's going to happen in the streets of. Covington at 4 p.m. at the Bogafalia Park, and we're going to second line to the Southern Hotel. All
3: right, so Bogafalia Park at 4 p.m. on Lundy Gras, Monday. Yeah, I mean, why not have your your own celebration, especially if it's something that has historical um, precedent? It, it, this happened in the late 1800s, the early 1900s, and you're resurrecting this Lundy Graw And so you started Boga Fly, uh State Park, and you're going to uh, go to the uh, the Southern Hotel.
7: That is correct, on New Hampshire Street. And we invite the public. It's free, open to the public to join the second line. And also right after the toast on the steps of the Southern Hotel, we're going to have open to the public and free champagne and king cake for the whole North Shore, South Shore, whoever wants to join us for this free event.
3: It's nice. And there's so many people over there that uh, don't get here for the Lundi Gras celebration at uh, Spanish Ford on, on, on the river there. So uh, this is a great way to take advantage of celebrating a Mardi Gras tradition, Lundi Gras, the Monday before Fat Tuesday. So, hey, this is great news, Larry. And I will invite you to call in uh, on Monday if you want to and, and remind mm-hmm. us about this. But I've, I've written the information down.
7: Thank you so much, and I do want to invite the public to uh, our Mardi Gras Day celebration, 10 o'clock in the downtown area of Covington, uh, the Creole Borgavilla Parade. We have 600 riding members and 19 traditional floats. It's going to be a great day in Covington and on the North Shore.
3: All right, Larry Rowling from St. Tammany Parish, uh, thanks and happy Mardi Gras weekend.
7: Thank you, sir. We appreciate you.
3: All right. Let's uh, get some of the serious stuff out of the way, because, you know, two o'clock, we're going to we're going to kind of blow it out. Uh, It's free for all Friday. And then we're going into the weekend before Mardi Gras. So this is a a fun time here. Um, The lawyer representing Colorado to the Supreme Court says that uh, Donald Trump's only legal argument hinges on him receiving special treatment that nobody else would get.
1: President Trump's main argument is that this court should create a special exemption to Section 3 that would apply to him and to him alone. He says Section 3 disqualifies all oath-breaking insurrectionists, except a former president who never before held other state or federal office. There is no possible rationale for such an exemption, and the court should reject the the, the claim that the framers made an extraordinary mistake.
3: Chief Justice John Roberts says uh, he's kind of skeptical of keeping Trump off the ballot in Colorado, and would do uh, anything to help stabilize uh, the democracy in America. In very quick order, I would expect, um, although my predictions have never been correct, uh, I would expect that uh, you know a goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot, and others. Uh, for the Republican candidate. You're off the ballot. and It'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty daunting consequence. Yeah, here's what I find really interesting. Uh, With this information that came out about Biden, um, and and even before that, uh, there were right-wing radicals who who want uh, Biden in jail. They think Biden and his son should be in jail. But Biden, a sitting president, they think he should be in jail. Well, if Donald Trump as a, as a president, an ex-president, if he gets exonerated, if he is uh, immune from prosecution, then so would Joe Biden. I mean, you can't really have it both ways. And that just doesn't seem logical to me that the president of the United States can do whatever he or one day she wants to do. Um, You've got to follow the rules. You've got to follow the law. And, and for a president to be able to do whatever they want and they're immune from prosecution would turn the president into essentially a dictator. All right, let's go to Jimmy and Gretton. Jimmy, what do you have for us?
6: Hey, look, first off, happy Mardi Gras. And uh, we actually just left the TARP. Uh, the Endymion were set up last night. We're dodging the NOPD. They're really confiscating a lot of people's stuff. So far, so good. We're actually we're stuck in this traffic we're actually headed to Journey and Toto tonight in Biloxi. We're hoping our tarp survives the night, or at least our little concert rendezvous. But, yeah, Journey and Toto are playing tonight. If anybody wants to get out of the city, the traffic is bad. I don't know if you – obviously, Scoot, you're not on the road, but a lot of your listeners are. But they say today's the worst day of traffic annually, uh, the Friday before Fat Tuesday, and, like, everything's backed up. It it's seems awful. seems like it's yeah. only good- – it's awful. A, but look, Journey. Journey in, yeah, look, Journey and Toto tonight in Biloxi at the Coliseum, and uh, Happy Mardi Gras. I'm actually wearing your Scoot on the Air shirt. Ah, cool. And uh, you know, and, <laughs> and again, thank you. I appreciate it. It was laundry day. I kind of missed it, so I'm wearing it. I'm running out of clothes here, and uh, yeah, we're going into Deep grot now. All yeah, right, hopefully, so, Journey rocks. I think this is the 50th anniversary of Journey. Wow. Okay, the 50th anniversary. So, um, hey, and, yeah, for, for Toto's the opener.
3: All right, Jimmy, I, I appreciate the call. And I, I think Jimmy just kind of vicariously admitted that the only reason he's wearing the Scoot on the Air uh, tuned in T-shirt is because he ran out of clean clothes. All right, I'm Scoot, and uh, we're going to come back with uh, with more. Here is another song that was written by Carole King. This is a song that baby boomers will, will remember and re- recognize. Bobby V, Take Good Care of My... Baby. Remember this song? It's amazing the songs that Carol King has has written, in addition to all of the songs that were so popular on uh, her album, uh, Tapestry, and other albums as well. But she, she and her husband wrote all these other songs, too. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. And of course, here's a Carole King classic from the album Tapestry, which was uh, a number one album and uh, really one of the iconic albums of the Baby Boomer generation. Other generations have uh, come to appreciate it as well. Uh, Tapestry won four Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year and Song of the Year for You've Got a Friend, which she wrote for her friend, James Taylor. Carole King, 82 years old today, and she wrote a bunch of songs. She even wrote Pleasant Valley Sunday bet the monkey's recorded. And, um, of course, one of her classics, You Make Me Feel Like a a Natural Woman. All right. uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're uh, expecting a phone call from Robert Lamb of Chicago, one of the uh, founding members of Chicago. And we always have an interesting conversation. So we hope that's coming up next on WWL.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours